listening to Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 196. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who has not taken off the pajama pants today, John nope. Brownstone. This week, we're talking about independent submissives. <laughs> I might know a little something about that. <laughs> welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at the handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big shout out and thank you to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We appreciate everything. You too. Sorry, that's just jump around still making noise in the background. That's that's your uh, that's your like little cheer for yay, kinky patrons, right? Yes, right. Yes, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. We'll go with that. Banging the drum for them. There you go. Banging the banging the gong. Banging yeah. the gong. Uh, if you would like more access to whatever the hell that just was, um, live Q and A's, bonus podcast episodes, other special stuff. You can join us on Patreon for as little as a dollar per month. It's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. Are we recording? Yes, we are. Okay, so now we're all here together. Before we get into it, have an announcement. In the live stream live chat, Nixie has already brought it up, and that is the holiday event at the woodshed. We know we're going to be there for what they call their holiday extravaganza. That is in Orlando. Thank you. I had to say it that way at least once, even though I kind of want to go. Um, <laughs> so we know everybody, not everybody who can see our faces, hear our voices, is anywhere near Florida, is going to get anywhere near Florida. But if you are traveling, if you live in Florida, if Orlando is a destination spot for you, hello, house a mouse. Um, they December, might be wanting to escape the cold and right. We're the place. Yeah. All the New Yorkers are moving here anyway to escape the cold. So you might as well just come visit with them. Um, it's true. I saw an article about it. It was on the internet. It must be true. Um, <laughs> anyway, December 7th, Saturday from 3 to 7 is the... Well, I always think of it as like a kinky market. Kinky craft market. Yeah. Craft people show. are selling rope. People are selling, We're there selling all of uh, John Brownstone's kinky fuckery wares. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, last year I saw rope. I saw mm-hmm. another paddle maker. There was a massive table with knives, like all kinds of sharp mm-hmm. objects. I stayed away from that table. Thank you very much. There was um, a person there who crocheted hats. We bought our hats yeah. for London there. Um, there was somebody selling like bath items or bath bombs. Bath I never oil, got to go to that uh, table. Uh, beard bomb. There yeah, was, I never there was got a to lot go of over different there. things. It was really good. I was too busy being Kayla Lords and selling kinky fucker shit. Because <laughs> um, that's my jam. Anyway. Um, to go to that, that's a free, oh, an opportunity to get into the woodshed at no charge. You just show up. It's daytime hours. You just go and you shop, mm-hmm. read, talk, walk around, talk to people, meet people, get a peek at a dungeon if you've never been in one. And then, yes, there will be, the c- club part will open that evening. And yeah, if you like what you see, you can stick around and... Yeah, there is charge for that though. Yeah. Um, so we encourage anybody who will be in that in the area 
at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, realized that we've got even more Florida viewers slash listeners. Uh, a mm-hmm. giveaway prize winner just went to a very, very close by town. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, you could have driven this to like a local event to like deli- hand deliver this thing. I will not say the name of the town. That's not cool. So that is the announcement for this week, a woodshed holiday event, December 7th. In Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. If you're a Floridian, if you travel to Florida, if you can get here, come visit they're, us. They're holding a raffle. Oh, that's the, right. The vendors are going to be donating something for a raffle. And I am... Do you know work, what you're going to donate? I'm, I'm working on something a little special for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to talk too much about it just yet. But uh, yeah, I, I have something, something special in mind for that. Very cool. Okay, so we're going to get into the... Uh, episode. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said at the very, very top, we're talking about independent submissives. I think what we're talking about is some of the, some of the myths of independent submissives. Because I think independent means something different to everybody. True. Um, there's also this idea mm. that you're. I'm supposed to walk around with just big eyes, waiting um, mm-hmm. with bated breath would, for you to tell would me Would you say something. that independent submissive um, also coincides with as many people? called alpha submissive i think that's a little bit different a little different i think that i think they can be the same but they don't have to necessarily be the same so the way i interpret alpha submissive um i probably would likely be classified that way in some scenarios that is a take charge kind of submissive Mm -hmm. the the way i see alpha submissive used most often that does not mean that's the only way you can think of it is usually in a hierarchy of some sort like the person is submissive to their dominant partner but they are higher than, in charge of, or somehow above other submissives that might be mm. in the hierarchy. That's the first place I ever saw it. Um, if you like that title for other purposes, if you think of yourself as a very independent person and you like alpha, do it, go for it. Um, I know I'm an independent human being, regardless of whether I'm submissive or not. Um, I've always got things on my mind, things that I'm trying to do, things that I'm trying to accomplish that have no to do with the lovely man I married <laughs> or our RTS relationship. Um, and that's where part of this week's topic comes from. It's the idea that um, sometimes we believe, I think falsely, that we somehow, as submissives, we somehow are supposed to walk around just constantly worshiping at the feet of our dominant. And when you can, if that works for you, that's great. We have scenes where I'm like all kinds of oh, like, yeah very low, you know, in the hierarchy of humanity, very low to John Brownstone. And there's all kinds of worship. You, and I'm, You've eaten breakfast at my feet. Oh God, it was so sexy. It was a scene though. For yeah. us, it's not something that fits into our life. Now there are dynamics out there where that kind of thing fits for them. They have, maybe it's a master slave, maybe it's something, they call it something else, but it's very, very um, micromanaged and it's a total power exchange in ways that sort of require the submissive to to be that way, mm-hmm. if not all the time, then most of the time. I think, though, that for many of us who are just trying to have what I, I don't like to call anything standard in BDSM because there's no standard, mm-hmm. but sort of that, like, I'm trying to live my vanilla life and I'm trying to, maybe I'm trying to raise kids or I'm trying to graduate from college and I'm trying to have, you know, I'm trying to adult over here and I'm trying to be kinky and I got to make these things work. That kind of sort of DS thing um i think 
more often than not that that those worshipful parts, you know, batted eyelashes, big doe eyes, oh, kind of thing, <laughs> isn't something that's realistic for every part of our lives. If you, like I said, if you can make it work, cool. I support you. I think that's great. I just, I know from from our perspective, it's not realistic. It's just, it's just not. It's just not realistic. Partly because it's my personality. That's True. just, I am a very headstrong, goal-oriented, go-getter, achiever kind of person. You know, mm -hmm. the, the best thing I ever did for myself was to work for myself because even in the jobs I loved, I was constantly like clashing and and feeling just too constricted. constricted and constrained yeah. by what other people wanted to do, especially when I didn't agree with them. Um, that does present challenges sometimes in being a submissive. <laughs> just so you know. yeah. It also means that I don't just submit to anybody. I am. I think we all should be, and I think most people are very picky about who they get into power exchange relationships with. I certainly recommend <laughs> being picky, um, but it takes a lot for me to look at somebody and go, not I will bottom for you. We talked about that last week, t dom subs versus tops bottoms. I can bottom for different types of people, but I can only submit to you know, probably like a small handful of human beings on this planet <laughs> because I know who I am and I know how I am. And I know I'm not for everybody. Some people really want that quiet, willing, do whatever you're told kind of, and I can be, but I can be for not about for five minutes. I, More that's, like that's, five seconds. Well, sometimes our scenes go for an hour, so clearly <laughs> I can do it for an hour. So this week's topic comes in three parts that we're going to address all three parts because one is a question we got, which, mm -hmm. oh my God, led to so many immediate thoughts. Um, <laughs> the other is a question slash comment we get all the time, all the time. Uh, it leads to thoughts too. We got thoughts. <laughs> we're going to address that. Maybe it'll mean less people say something to us about it. And then the third is the funny side of things. Like it was a moment where I laughed so hard I literally cried. Just tears yes. in my face. And it sort of encapsulates what about me <laughs> what we're talking about here. So let's And all I could do was shake my head. I know. And you know what's funny? When you do that, when you shake your head at me, there's a part of me that wants to like sort of um nudge you a little bit more. And then there's a part of me that's so terrified of disappointing you. I want to start backpedaling and like making it go away because I think I've screwed up. And that mm -hmm. says so much about my own psyche, but that's not <laughs> what we're here for this week. Okay. Let me get to the question because you emailed it to me. So I have it. Okay. Let me see. So this person is a, they say I'm fairly experienced as a dom when it comes to mm -hmm. the play aspect and in-person interactions. But I have recently found a woman who lives 12 hours away from me, and we've started a semi-casual DS dynamic together. Right. Um, let's see. It says, I'm very new to trying to build an online relationship that I hope will grow into a future in real life dynamic. My main question is, how would you go about developing close personal connection with a woman who claims to be a masochist and is recently divorced with three kids and works a job to pay the bills. I'm finding it difficult to feel like she is fully trusting and committed, which I can understand since mm -hmm. it takes time, right. but I feel I'm struggling to fulfill my side to develop something that will win her heart over to only want me. I have thoughts. Yeah. Well, but you have the, thoughts. The, the first two things that come to my mind immediately is 
patience. That that big P word. And we talk about all the time. That we talk about quite a bit. Okay. Um, somebody who has a, a busy life, you're, you're going to have to be patient. Um, it was the same thing with, with Kayla when we first met. I mean, single mom, two kids, working full-time job. Um, newly yeah, divorced. Newly divorced. I could not expect her to be at my beck and call. So, you know, you, you have to exhibit patience. You have to find a way to work your connection around each other's schedule, whether it's for phone calls, whether it's for chats, um, you know, Skypes, whatever it is, you, you are going to have to work and you are going to have to be fluid to be able to adjust. Um, when it comes to kids, things are not written in stone. <laughs> you can try. I've been yeah. trying for 14 years good, to good like luck create with a, like a, this is what's going right. to happen. Good when. luck with that. Um, <laughs> the, the, the other thing that the second part that comes to my mind and all that is, is as the dominant on, on the big D side, consistency. Okay, you have got to be consistent because somebody like that who, who has a full plate, juggling a job, juggling kids, taking care of a home, um, you know, showing your cons that, that you are consistent and, you know, if, if you say two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon is the best time to talk, and, and you're there on Tuesday at 2 o'clock. And if you can't be well ahead of time. You said something. Yeah. Said something and, and try to reschedule. That consistency goes a long, long way. And I can say in respects to specifically a single mom with kids. Because mm -hmm. every situation is going to be different. But specifically that. If you become... The person I can depend on because what I remember of single motherhood was not that much different from when I was married to the ex because it was like he wasn't there. I need somebody I can depend on. And if I can't depend on you, the expression that my best friend on the planet taught me is I can do bad by my damn self. I do not need you to help me. Okay. <laughs> so I think many of us, not all, not most, mm -hmm. we're all different, but many of us are in that situation, especially are looking somebody who's who's going to be consistent, who's going to do what they say they're going right. to do, who's going to show up when they say they're going to show up. And if they're not, they've got a damn good reason. And that, uh, that's where, for me especially, I can speak from my own experience, that's where the trust came in. Because by being consistent and also being understanding, because this is the thought yeah. that came to my mind when I first read that question. It was like, dude, this person has so much on her plate that has nothing to do with you, mm -hmm. which means... You got to be pretty damn special to not just get her attention, but keep her attention because she's got to be willing, speaking from personal experience, to rework her routine and schedule to make time for you. And mm -hmm. it's depending on the age of her kids and what her life is like and what her job is like and what her finances are like and what her ex is like. Good Lord. Mm -hmm. That can make a big difference. She might have 30 seconds of her day to herself and you have to be something pretty special to... Uh, from my memory of what it was like, somebody pretty had to be pretty special before I would give up those 30 seconds to them. Yeah. Because that might be the only time I got to breathe and think for myself about myself. And, and Jennifer brought day. up a very good point, and this was very true for you, that as a mom, you were very cautious who you 
let into your radar. Oh first, yeah, you know, oh, especially with yeah. kids, and, and that makes that that is totally understandable because you just don't want anybody parading around. With, you right. Know. But let's assume. Let's fast forward a little bit and assume that that part's been done. That they mm-hmm. that mother or parent, I should say feel safe letting this person enough into their life that there's a chance that they're going to meet the children. Yeah. Even then, that submissive partner's life, and this would be true if they were dominant too, but since we're talking about submissives this time, that submissive person's life is not completely their own. Okay? Because I assure you, they are a parent first. They are a bill payer, mm-hmm. employed human being Maybe second, maybe the two switch back and forth. Depends on how they feel about things. I tend to be a bill payer, job haver, money earner first, mom second. Because if I ain't earning no damn money, I can't feed my kids. Um, But those are the top priorities, especially in a situation like that. For somebody else, it might be they're trying to get through school and maybe they're trying to raise kids. Mm -hmm. Or they're trying to take care of a parent who is sick and ailing and they've got issues. Like when you are trying to interact with a person, but in this case, specifically submissives who have full functioning lives that are completely independent of you. And most of us do, mm-hmm. by the way, you have to be worth the effort it takes to figure out if we like you first, figure out if we trust you second, figure out if we're going to submit to you third. And it's a slow ass process. Right. And if you, We've been burned in the past by bad uh, relationships. If we're in the middle of a massive stress and struggle of whatever the hell's going on in our lives, it it's that much more difficult. I mean, truly, if John Brownstone had not done a good portion of the work <laughs> in the <laughs> early days, it wouldn't have happened. I didn't. I wouldn't the, be sitting here. I didn't have the bandwidth for it, and it you know it was kind of this really cool feeling when I think back to it, it's a bit of new relationship energy, but we weren't quite in a relationship. It was the excitement of this person. The discovery. The discovery. This person makes me feel good. This doesn't feel difficult. Uh, Let's pause here. Pro tip in relationships. It is hard work to to build and maintain a good relationship. Mm -hmm. It should not feel hard every moment of the day. Mm. (laughs) There should be moments where it, it, there's a lot less effort because you connect because you can, you're talking well with one another because there's something that's drawing you to each other. Um, and that was part of it. I could give up late night hours when I should have been sleeping or I could have been doing something else to have conversations with him. I would give up my free time and incorporate him into my free time. So I wasn't giving anything up. I was just Mm -hmm. creating a new kind of free time. Um, because, it felt good because there was something there because it was worth it to me. And that I think when I think about an independent human being, but in terms of submission where we're all supposed to be falling all over ourselves and devoted to our dominant, you know, 24 seven. Um, and I am devoted to you 24 seven, but I'm not going to crawl at your feet 24 <laughs> seven. Got to get you knee pads. Yeah, no, That's part of it. It's about being, it being, worth the effort and time and attention it's about saying i there's something about this that is so good to me or for me or fulfilling or whatever pick your word Mm -hmm. that i can temporarily not think about all these other responsibilities i have in life yeah or and maybe or maybe and maybe both 
as the relationship develops, depending on how close you get and how you incorporate DS into your life, how your relationship gets incorporated into your life, then they become a part of it. I mean, that was also kind of a part of the deal. Once I allowed a partner to get close enough to me to where they could potentially meet my children, which most of them did not. Most of them did not. I had many, many good times with men that were never meeting my children. <laughs> it was a great time not meeting my kids. I knew it wasn't a real thing. It could not possibly be, mm-hmm. have any potential for long-term anything because that I knew that, no. Um, but if you were in that situation and you were trying to get close to somebody with kids or with other responsibilities outside of parenting and you get to that point, you have to then be willing to somehow be a part of that. Because again, this is their life, okay? This is their reality that they're gonna live 24 seven regardless of you and regardless of the DS. So how are you gonna fit into it? Now you don't fit into it all at once. You certainly don't do it on the first time you meet. You know, Mm -hmm. it's something that's gradual and gets incorporated slowly at that person, like in this case as a mom, at my comfort level. I had to be ready to say, you can meet Mr. John. Okay, now you've met Mr. John, you can spend the day, we'll all spend the day together. Okay, we've done that. Okay, now we'll spend the weekend together. Okay, we've Mm -hmm. done that. Now we'll spend a week together. Okay, oh, now we're all gonna live together. Like it was a process. It It did not happen quickly. And as the partner who's trying to incorporate your life with this independent person's life and they got all this shit going on, you've got to be willing to go through that process too, which Mm -hmm. goes back to patience. Right. So in, you know, for us, that did work out. Like it got to a point, I felt so comfortable with him. I could talk about the things that were on my mind about my kids. Like I wasn't going to him for parenting advice, but he was somebody I could talk to. to. I could say, this is what my, I didn't feel like I had to hold my parenting part of my life separate. That was part of who I was. He accepted all of who I was. Mm -hmm. I felt safe with that part, you know, that was not off the table for discussion either. Just like work wasn't. Like I have these work stressors and my, you know, that boss sucked. Oh, now we got a new boss. That boss is better. Oh, I like this new boss. Oh, but they're paying me shit. Oh, but this is stupid. And because that was a big part of my life and it was important to me, it was something I wanted to be able to talk to my partner about. I think that's true of all of us. Mm-hmm. Regardless, doesn't matter what side of the slash you are. Does not matter right. what kind of, are you trying to develop a long-term loving sexual relationship? Or are you just, mm-hmm. this is just a, whatever you do. I don't think that's specific to any one type of person, but if you're trying to win over an independent human being and convince them that you are worth submitting to, if that is important to them, you've got to make it important to you on some level. Mm -hmm. You know, it's gotta be something that's worth listening to. And if you have an opinion, one, asking first if you can give your opinion and then two, providing an opinion (laughs) and being a part of that and being a part of those other factors of their life, that aren't going away. Mm-hmm. So getting together, the two of us, I'm always going to be a mom. Right. You, If you wanted to be with me, you had to recognize and honor and respect the fact that this was mm-hmm. an ongoing part of my life. And it is the only part of, one of the only parts of life that aren't have no part yeah. of RDS. We are pure equals, even though it's very difficult for me because you are always the decider. And so I want to defer mm-hmm. to your method of parenting, but I have and will 
stand my ground and go, mm, no, that's not what we're yeah. doing here. Um, but it is one of those few areas that's completely off limits. We mm-hmm. have to be equals. I'm not going to submit in that. Right. And, and just a little aside, because of what I've seen in the, the live stream chat, um, one of the things I did with her early, especially early on, I opened up all my social media to her, my personal real life social media to her and I even encouraged her to do a background check on me. Oh yeah. To to know that so Google she knew. Stalked you. Well, I, I figured, you know. I felt I felt good about what I did. Yeah. I, and and that's and that's the thing. So in this specific question that we're talking about, it is consistency. Yeah. It is patience. patience. It is being worth disrupting their life for. It is mm-hmm. it is being a person and a dominant and a partner it's, worth changing things up and making room for you. It's knowing that it's going to be harder to build that trust and making sure you take the time to build that Mm -hmm. trust. And it being a priority to you. Um, And I think that should be true of every DS relationship ever. I know that it Mm -hmm. is not always true. (laughs) (laughs) And I would say if you recognize, if you're a dominant and you recognize, you look at this person, you're like, I want them to submit to me. I want them to be in this DS thing with me. I want to have a long-term relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Whew, they, they also probably don't need me. So here's the thing about need. I need John Brownstone in my life. We're going out like Thelma and Louise on Little Living Life without him. That's how this is going down. But also, I know that if my worst nightmare happened, I can take care of myself. I can live on my own. I can mm-hmm. raise my kids alone because I've done it. Now, right. I don't want to. I would not be at my best self. I am I am a better version of myself with John Brownstone than I am without John Brownstone. I know that to be true. It's a different kind of need. But as an independent human being who knows what I'm capable mm-hmm. of, I have figured out more after we since we've been together what I'm capable of than I had figured out prior. I also know I don't need this person in my life. I need you. I just just make sure that's clear. I, I say that. I say that with a lot of bravado. <laughs> but when I'm getting to know somebody new, mm-hmm. it for me, it's not coming from a, I desperately need you in my life, mm. which means I'm making different decisions. Now, my personal view is I wish more of us did not think that we desperately need people in our lives when we first meet them and get to know them that is how bad people get into relationships with good people and things like just are not good it's also how we get into relationships with people we're incompatible with um a lot of not great things can happen when you convince yourself that you cannot survive without this human being in your life especially in when you convince yourself of that early on in regards to people who are fairly independent people, just in general, that's just maybe a little bit of how they're wired. Yeah, you you have to convince us that we need you because we're over here at least surviving on our own. And what are you bringing to the table? And that has, that didn't used to be my outlook. I fell for a lot of not good ones for me because hmm. I thought I needed someone or I thought I needed a type or I thought I like 
I had those thoughts too. I've, I've gone through some of my growth there. I'm sure there's more growth to be had. Um, and those <laughs> kinds of feelings can lead you to make some shitty, shitty relationship decisions. I married my first shitty relationship decision, so there you go. Um, but that's another thing. When you are dealing with an independent person, what are you bringing to the table? What are you offering that, that they want? And that sounds a little mercenary, I think, but... Anytime you're trying to meet somebody and convince them that you're the one that they need to give their your their attention to, you kind of got to like put some effort into it and put your best self forward. And also that best self needs to be a true self because you'll be found out eventually. And, mm-hmm. you know, but still, I mean, that's that's part of that's how I look at it. Like, I don't I'm not trying to be a bitch and I can be really polite and nice and friendly with people that you know, that I don't want to be in a relationship with. But once, once we're at that point, somebody's like taking it past that casual flirting, which I didn't, wouldn't even recognize. You have to tell me (laughs) this is me flirting with you. And then, you know, I'll be Mm -hmm. embarrassed. Um, but once we get past that casual stage to, Oh, well, are we going to do something about this? Why? Like I need a why. What is it about you? Why? You're fun. You're, in bed you're you know those are legit reasons i'm not here to tell anybody what their reasons need to be but i gotta need you more than i don't need you if that makes sense yeah does that sound too cold-hearted i'm pretty sure that does i'm pretty sure that does (laughs) pretty sure that does okay Okay. bring it back down i am i am and in the live stream chat jennifer Uh made an excellent point so being willing to take on an extra person and take care of them, especially as a sub, is a big ask when you have a bazillion other things to do. And yeah. that is true. And we are, I mean, for a moment, I forgot myself as a submissive. I was just like, Kayla the bitch. But <laughs> that is especially true. If you're trying to get into my life and want me to submit to you on some level, you really got to be worth the that effort because that's, that is the heavy lifting of this is going to be my part in a relationship. And I'm going to, I know me, I'm going to do a lot for you. Because it brings mm-hmm. me joy because I, I feel good in a relationship when I'm doing that. One, you got to be worthy of it. Two, I got to be willing to make the time for it. And the mental energy right. as well. So, yeah, I went on a rant that night. It's what you do. Here's the thing. I think a lot of that really long-winded answer to that one question we got (laughs) encapsulates a lot of what I think about being an independent submissive person and starting relationships, developing relationships, being in a relationship or not even being in a relationship. Cause once you're in the relationship, that's when things get more interesting. Mm -hmm. So if you know that the person you're trying to dominate is a very independent human being who really doesn't need you, they want you, they love you. They care for you. <laughs> but they don't need you. I think this is where things get interesting. So there's a lot that could be said about this, and I'm sure we will. But let's start with the question slash comment that you read. I haven't read because okay. I've been really yeah. bad about looking at DMs lately. Okay. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> I'll let you do it. Um, yeah. This, this question is actually one we get quite a bit. And, and sometimes um, in a very snarky way. It, yeah. And, and it's also come through in comments and different things. And it's actually been on my mind about, in, in regards to talking about. So anyway, the, um, 
the, the question was in regards to how do I feel <laughs> about Kayla interrupting me all the fucking time. All died. the time. And and how that plays into our DS. <laughs> you should go first. I will try not to interrupt you. <laughs> now, there the, you know, since this is something that that is fairly commonly asked, it's something that is on my mind quite a bit. Yeah, she, Kayla's the, the the podcast listeners can't see her, but she's sitting here nodding her head. And I'm blushing. I'm glad for three layers of makeup. <laughs> <I'm> totally <laughs> So here's the thing. Here's here's how I I look at it. And there's a number of different things that that go into this for me for us. Um, one. Oh, you should see the look on her face. Um, one, we are not high pro- high protocol. No, we're very okay. Relaxed. We we are very relaxed in our DS. Uh, we tried high protocol early on. <laughs> yeah, it did not work for us. No. Prior the 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 DS relationship I was in prior to Kayla, it was high protocol. Mine was kind of too. Yeah. So it, it was very different, which coming from that was how we tried to, to work it in. Um, it was ac- actually, if you want to be the, the one prior, it was high protocol with um, splatterings of gore, mm. Gorian, yeah. Gorian aspects, slave aspects. And we found out, Kayla and I, high protocol did not work for us mm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was then that things kind of became, started becoming lighter between us. All right. Now, the other aspect to that, again, going back early on to our relationship, I asked Kayla a question prior to us becoming DS. I asked you lots of questions. Right. Nothing's coming straight to mind. Nothing's coming straight to mind. Um, I asked her what, if there was anything she could change about her life or what she, or what she wanted to do, what are they? Remember that? We had a lot of conversations about that. We did. We did. And, and one of the things that she came out with was that she wanted to be a writer. And I told her, okay, whatever you want to do, if it's in my power, I am here to support you and help you achieve what you want to achieve. Okay. So fast forward a little bit. Kayla came up with an idea at one point that she wanted to have a podcast where she could speak to other submissives. Or other kingsters. Or other kingsters. 2015, uh, an infamous yeah. year. Uh-huh. And I was like, fine, what can I do to help you? <laughs> That's a loaded question yes. when you're in a relationship I, I know, with me. I know better than to ask that question now. Don't ask that question anymore. <laughs> Live and learn, as they say. So she went into the closet with a laptop. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. Oh. And I started learning how to edit audio. Mm-hmm. And for any of you who listened all the way back to episode number one, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, how far it's come and changed and grown, huh? But she did the podcast on her own. It was her podcast. It was her concept. Her ideas. In the beginning. In the beginning. Well, yeah. So, to to a very good extent, even though we are partners now in this, that it is it has evolved, I still see this as your baby. Yeah. Make sense? I mean, yeah. Okay. We've had this conversation. Right. Yeah, we, we've, we've had this conversation a number of times. We have this one a lot. Yeah. So... The other thing is that ever since I have known Kayla. 2012, y'all. 2012. Yeah. We're coming up on our seven-year seven year anniversary of when we met. December 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, she has talked. <laughs> I think I came out of the womb talking. <laughs> if she is not talking, I know something is seriously, seriously wrong with this woman. Or I'm actually working. I'm focusing. Yes. I will stop talking when I focus <laughs> on work. That does happen. But if there are not words coming out of this person's mouth, <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. Oh, yeah. If I'm not talking to you when I could be, you need to ask me what you did wrong right. and how you can fix it right now. <laughs> and, you know, let's let's be honest, folks. Um, it's kind of like the Jay and Silent Bob yeah. Thing here. Yes, it is. Okay. Ah, I mean, let's that. face it. You know, that's the reason why we were having such a good chuckle over the podcast earlier about if anything happened to her, what would I do? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, let's face it. When it comes, push comes to shove, if I'm doing all the talking, it ain't going to be a long podcast. And I know some of you are probably like, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Y'all, I edit our videos, not the live stream videos, but the other ones. I edit out a lot of his silence. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in, in a way, what it really comes down to, as far as that goes, we complement each other. I think so. Okay. I hope so. You know, yeah, I, I you know, I do have my say. And, you know, yes, there are times she goes a little too far. And I'm not sure if people in the live stream pick it up. Obviously, people in the podcast can't see it. If she does go a little too far, I just slip my hand onto her leg and give it a nice little squeeze to get her attention. <laughs> that was a big squeeze. That was a little big, yes. That was a big one. And, and, you know, when, when she gets that squeeze, she knows she needs to tone it down just a hair yes or sometimes you just go baby girl that's true too. which we've talked about i actually hate it when that happens publicly <laughs> because my good girl self wants to be a good girl and so i become mortified that i'm now i'm now not a good girl so here's the thing let's talk about this uh, interrupting is a bad habit i think most of us could agree that that's not the best habit to have it has nothing to do with whether you're submissive or dominant it has nothing to do with gender it has nothing to, it's just a personality trait mm-hmm. um and i personally get very very cranky when i get interrupted which <laughs> i also understand irony okay and, um, and of late i do my fair share of interrupting you too. do and i get frustrated yes. um 
so a couple things here. One, the way this does tie back to some level of independence is as much as I think of all the things we do, John Brownstone and Kayla Lords as loving BDSM as a partnership, he's right. Content is my baby. This is what mm -hmm. I do for a living in so many ways. So when we're recording something and we're having a conversation, one, I know what points I want to hit. Two, I also know him well enough to know when he's either veering off track or he's struggling to find his words. Right. Sometimes I'm supplying words for him. <laughs> yes. To help well, of, him keep going. And of, then, but, of which I am very grateful right. for. And, and I don't know if anybody has ever noticed this. Maybe it's not obvious to anybody but me. From the very first time ages ago, I think it was when we were still audio only, that somebody commented about how often I interrupt him. I actually am much more cognizant than I used to be. Yes. Um, part of it is just a not a great habit. Part of it is the excitement I have to share what's on my mind. I We interrupt each other when we're having conversations, private conversations, and we get frustrated with each other. And he will say to me, could you just let me speak? And there, there are, there are times before I even go into a conversation with her that I will tell her before you say a word, before you utter anything, you hear what I have to say completely. For the record, I do the same thing to him. Yes, she Please does. don't say anything. Let me just say what I got to say. For so, different reasons. Though. Right. And, <laughs> but the fact that I have the freedom to do that in certain situations he's not asking me to learn better skills to do this less is because even though i try to see it in a different way i try to convince him that it is different this is my baby this is my show mm -hmm. we're not calling it the kayla show because i nobody wants the kayla show okay this is loving bdsm this is our partnership but i hope this doesn't sound like bragging but if i there wouldn't be content if I didn't take that lead because that's where my strengths lie. Although I don't know when I'm when I'm out in the wild and there's a, a John Brownstone sighting, I you do good. Where's Kayla? Is Kayla here? Yeah, yeah. They think that they haven't been like in person with me. Actually, I don't talk that much in person because I'm afraid of taking over conversations. It's a little bit of self awareness I possess, and you actually are much better at verbalizing your thoughts than you once were. We've now had four years of practice, you know? You are a lot better. You could absolutely do videos, do podcast stuff yourself. But yes, the nature of this show, I'm the submissive in this relationship, mm -hmm. but I'm the creative mind behind it. It is something we do together in partnership with one another. A blog post doesn't go out, a topic doesn't get decided, a, even a, a bullet point list of notes doesn't happen without us communicating at right. first but ultimately i'm the one in charge of this baby this is this i'm, I'm driving this ship okay and that mm -hmm. is a reality that happens in a lot of submissives lives not about creative things that they do with their partner about other parts of their life which is what tends to make us a little bit more independent anyway i mean there's it's almost a trope these days and a, and a stereotype to say that a lot of submissive people usually have high power jobs or are in um, role, authoritative roles. Now, sometimes mm. those roles are that they're a parent or they're a caregiver of some sort, but I know plenty of like CEOs that the way they unwind is to let somebody else fucking take charge, right? 
So the reason that's kind of a stereotype is because it does happen and it is sort of common, kind of. Um, but that's that's why you then have these independent people that you've got to like convince that they need you, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because they got shit going on. A bad habit I have of being in contr control of things and in charge of things is that I'm gonna make sure that my, my opinion gets heard. <laughs> <laughs> and so I do have to work on that. That just because me being an interrupter is a thing I do does not mean it's always it's a, the right thing to do. It's actually when I interrupt the most, not in this situation when we're trying mm -hmm. to move a topic along, but when we're talking to one another, when it happens, it's because and this is a bad practice of communication. It's because I'm listening to respond. I'm already thinking of what I wanna say before he's even finished speaking. And I'm in such a rush to get my words out to make sure my point of view is heard that I'll just run right over him. That's a bad habit. That is not being a good listener. That's not being a good mm. communicator. It is something I actively work on all the time. But if he had a problem with the way we do this show, for y'all and he was like baby girl you're interrupting me too much first of all he would say that privately nobody else would get to hear that exactly and second we would change things i might have to like really exercise a lot of self-control there i would screw up maybe there would be consequences mm -hmm. like we would that would be something we worked on and you would see the difference but it would still be a private ds thing he doesn't because he's the decider because he's in charge somebody asked earlier if we get um really annoyed when people just have comments about our dynamic i don't know i laugh I my i don't ass either off. i i get a good chuckle i think it's out of hilarious it. now and that's something you touch on too is another thing you know there are times far and few between when i have actually called you out while, re while recording I know I hate it so right. much. <laughs> you, you hate it. It's embarrassing. And and that's not the type of humiliation you're into. You no. know, I, I have done it once or twice. But for the most part, if I do need to get on to her about something that happened during the recording, it will happen after between the two of us. Right. Which means from the outside looking in, if you don't know us, you don't know anything our dynamic, and you're busy making a lot of assumptions, which I just think we all need to get out of the habit of making mm -hmm. a lot of assumptions. Um, you're going to look and see what you might perceive as a willful, not submissive human being. Instead of the independent person I am, we are all independent, by the way, just varying degrees, mm -hmm. with my own thoughts, my own opinions, my own ways of doing something. And you might not get the context for why something is the way it is. But no, when people have comments about our dynamic, I always figure they have just found us for like the past five minutes. Cause truly, if you listen to a couple of episodes, if you watch a couple of videos, you, I think you get a sense of who we are, yeah. um, because it's just, it's just, this is just it. Um, and if you still feel like you have to make those comments, I just, I, I'm amused by it because you don't know mm -hmm. me and that's fine. And I don't get offended because. I know who I am. I know who we are. Right. Um, and I know that the way that I am, one, not for everybody, which is good. Two, works for John Brownstone. He wants mm -hmm. me to be this independent person who's like going full steam ahead. Right. On the things that are important to me and also remembering to take care 
of him and to do the things as a submissive right. that I have agreed to do. Because I, I think something that people tend to lose sight of, and, and we kind of talked a little bit about this, about the, and I forget the episode now, about <laughs> looking, you know, the, the relationships and and uh, looking up to to people. Yes, it's relationship yeah, re- goals. Why relationship you should not goals. have hashtag relationship okay. goals. Okay. Yes. You know, understand something. We, yes, we are, we are out on a lot of stuff. I mean, between the podcast, between YouTube, the social media that we're on, mm-hmm. okay, with Instagram, with, with this and that, you see us in a lot of places. And in a lot of ways. And, yep, in a lot of different ways. But none of y'all see all of us. There's still a lot that we keep personal behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's probably, I think, I think that's the stuff that most people would recognize as the, I'm not going to say standard, there's no standard, mm-hmm. stereotypical DS dynamic. You know, my voice gets really soft sometimes and, and, and my hard edges, my independent, I got control mm-hmm, issues mm-hmm. edges, they soften when he exerts his authority or when we're in a position where I, I need him to be the decider and I'm like desperate for it. Like, daddy, I just need you to decide. There's a way, and so y'all get to see some of it. There's a way I speak to him. There's a way, you know, facial expressions. There's a way that I carry my body and myself um, that I think most people would recognize as um, more stereotypical DS. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's probably the key thing is what you see from the outside or what you've seen from other relationships is only that one. It's kind of like the highlight reel and you don't know what's going on deeper in. So I think that the reverse is also true. You look at a submissive person and you're like, oh my God, they're so independent. They have so many control issues. How could they possibly ever submit? Well, we're capable of it. And sometimes we're like really efficient and great at it because you know what? We're really used to managing our own lives. So now we can manage yours. Just be worthy of it. Like be, be somebody we want to do that for. You know, I've already got a lot of shit to do. You got to be pretty fucking great for me to go. Yeah. I'll add you to my to-do list and I'll put you at the top of it. You got to be something special, which is why we're Thelma and Louising it out of this life. So, um, because not everybody is worth that. And and many of us have to find out the hard way that not everybody is worth that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think somebody commented um, about um, two comments that I want to, that I think touch on this. One okay. is the idea that the dominant is the captain of the ship and a submissive can be sort of the best possible first officer. I think in general, overall, in our relationship, that is absolutely true. Yeah. The other thing is, and it's this idea of leading from behind the things I'm good at, the things that are my specialty, and that aren't John Brownstone's, he's going to step back completely and be like, "That's right, go at it, my she, dude." She, she's going to bring something to me, and I'm like, "Well, you know what? This is your area of expertise. You know what you're doing with this. I'm going to let you mm-hmm. take care of this because it will be done to the best right. way and possible." And then the way we then the way it comes back to our DS is that I've gone out and done a thing, but when a final decision needs to be made somewhere, then I'm, I'm going to my big mm-hmm. D. As long as it's something that's within our DS dynamic. Like I said, parenting is not. We are total equals there. And oh, that has 
create some interesting moments for us trying to figure out how we're going to handle things. Yes, <laughs> These children yes, just yes, keep yes, getting yes. older. I don't, can we stop that? Um, so we're, we are having to learn, we had to learn how to communicate differently with one another to deal with these new parenting issues that neither of us have experience with. Um, and that's the only time, I think that's really the, uh, my personal work, like my client work is outside of our dynamic, but yes. because my personal work interferes directly with our relationship, ultimately I'm gonna make work decisions on my own, but how I implement those work decisions, like I'm taking on a new client, I'm taking on a big project, I still bring back to him because He's the one to say yes or no, or this is how we'll make it work. Like I've taken on this big project. Here's what I think it means. I've got to work this weekend. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. How can we make that work? And he helps sort of manage that. Um, and then another uh, comment that came through, um, let's see, I want to make sure I read it. So give me a second here. Okay. Um, oh, it's this idea of people looking from the outside in at a DS relationship and often dominant people telling other doms that you need to sort of like, what's up with your sub? Um, because that su submissive does not behave at a standard that an outside person who is not in that DS relationship thinks they ought to. Um, I don't have time for any of those people and I don't have mm -hmm. time for any of those conversations. I don't mean, if you ask me a question, I have time for that. But if somebody were to come up to John Brownstone and go, what's up with your, that person's not submissive. Why are you calling her your sub? Because look at how she does this, that, and the other. Well, you're going to get my most not submissive face and probably my <laughs> most not submissive attitude. And he might just step back and let me take control of that one because- That'd be amusing to watch. That would be. Yeah. Everybody should get some popcorn for that. Or quite frankly, <laughs> I'm going to do what, I'm going to probably do what I typically do is I'm going to ignore it because it's not, that's how we're going to handle it. Because at this point, we are confident in our dynamic. Our dynamic doesn't have to work for everybody else. Our dynamic certainly does not work for everybody else. We don't want other people's dynamics. We are, we're still figuring ourselves out. It's a journey, right? Yeah. Not a destination. But we're very happy with what we have by and large. Right. And so as long as we're happy with it, I think it's safe to say that for both of us, Ah, fuck your fuck how you how you see us because mm -hmm. your opinion does does not matter to yeah. me. When you mean you meaning that outsider who has opinions on our DS dynamic. Ah, I, speaking, I hope I'm not confusing anybody. Anyway, <laughs> Anywho, that being said, yes, yeah. we know that happens, especially when people watch me. They're like, that bitch isn't submissive. Well, yeah, not to you. That's right. <laughs> like this is as, right. as basic as it gets, mm -hmm. but we don't really think about it. We figure those people don't, don't, don't like what they see when they see us. So they're probably not going to watch a video. They're probably not going to listen to a, a podcast episode. They're probably not going to read a blog post. They're probably not going to listen to us talk at a munch and that's fine. They don't have to. I disagree with them. I think they're wrong, but ultimately I give them no more thought than that. Mm -hmm. And if, to translate that to everybody else out there, because you know I don't too much navel gazing. Um, if you can get to that place, it takes a while. When you're in the early stages of your own kink life and figuring out who you are and what you want and what it means and how you're gonna make it work and or navigating a new relationship where you're both trying to figure this out together, mm -hmm. 
you know, I think it's, it's normal to be worried about whether you're doing it right or wrong. I think it's not unusual to be swayed by somebody else's outward, you know, some outsider's opinions. I think that happens to all of us on some level. The thing I would want to empower you to do is to go, y'all don't live this life with me, so you can have your opinion, but I'm not gonna listen to it. I'm not gonna give it any thought. I'm not gonna let it weigh on me because I know what I've got. I know mm-hmm. I know what is working for us and it doesn't have to work for anybody else. And that's a level of confidence that can take a while to get to, you know, and even, even still, you can still be very annoyed that other people think that they get to comment on your dynamic. Yes, to all of that. But for those people who are somehow worried, whether, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? If you have consent and you've got communication, you're doing it right. I don't care what it looks mm-hmm. like. It could look like nothing I've ever seen before. If it works for you, it's right. Okay. And it is that simple and that difficult all at the same time. Yeah. Why do you see that? Oh, goodness. Somebody asked a question. Does a master have a right to give their slave a polygraph? Um, even though, even... Uh, even though the slave is telling the truth, but the master is blaming her. A, a person has a right to request something. Mm-hmm. A slave, a submissive, a, another human being is not required to comply with that request. That's a consent issue. That's a trust issue. Right. And if you think you have to do a polygraph to figure out whether somebody is telling you the truth or not, then there is already no trust. What are you doing? How do you have a power exchange? If you don't have trust, you don't have a healthy power right. exchange. That 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 to me, if, if he feels he has to go to those extremes to gain trust. Right. Because here, that's, this is that, my that hardcore, is, that is excessive. this is my hardcore, it's easy for me to say, much harder to do. If you can't trust my word, then what are you doing here? And yeah. that's the question I would have. Mm-hmm. If you can't trust me, if something yeah. is going on that you can't trust me and you're not willing to work together to develop the trust, what are you doing here? Because let me go back to, I can do bad by my damn self, okay? Yeah. I think, I think I want to get that tattooed somewhere on my body. <laughs> I want more people to internalize that. I would mm. rather do badly on my own than do doubly badly with somebody else. Like, oh yes. Okay. So okay. we got deep and heavy and there is a yes. third thing. And there is a third point and that, it's on a little bit of a lighter note. It is. It is. Yes. I know. I went on some serious rants this episode. Okay. Y'all. So this happened, we are recording on Wednesday, November 13th. This happened the evening of Tuesday, November 12th. It did. It is a small thing. None of y'all might find it amusing at all. It still tickles me. (laughs) So we are getting ready for bed. We are in our bedroom. We've Mm -hmm. locked down the whole house. I've been a little sassy. I know y'all are shocked by that. (laughs) I was a little extra sassy on Tuesday, November 12th. Yeah. So when I say we're getting ready for bed at this point... We are back in our bedroom. I'm stark ass naked because mm-hmm. I'm ready to get in the bed. <laughs> and I don't even know what I said. I think I don't think I said anything. I think I gave you a tone, a little bit you, of a tune. You, you gave me a tone and I went for my first, uh, to give you a pinch. Yes. So I don't remember what led to it, but he wanted, it's sort of a reminder of who's in charge. He likes to pinch the nipples. Mm-hmm. And I... I think it's because they've been very sensitive lately. I was like, mm, I don't want that. And technically I cannot want that and I can read and he won't. 
But that's not how. That's the not hands what was went happening. into defensive I mode. I put my hands over my naked boobs, covering the massive nipples that I possess, which is not <laughs> really covering much, but it, it got the job done. And I'm bending down, and it's total baby girl moment. No, 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 daddy, no! And he goes, <laughs> he goes, move your hands. No, first I said, who do those belong to? Oh, did I answer? No, you didn't. No. Because I don't even remember the question. Right. Then he said, move your hands. So. Yeah. She moved I her moved, hands. I, I wiggled my fingers. <laughs> and I waved my hands. I did not actually move them. But technically, <clears throat> by the definition <clears throat> of the, st- the words he said, I moved them. So at this point now, I'm laughing so hard, I'm about to pee on myself. He is frustrated and laughing. As long as he was still laughing, we were really okay. If he had stopped laughing, (laughs) it would have been bad. He was still laughing. He was frustrated, I could tell. So then he goes, girl, you you might quote it better, but he said, move your arms. He's got to learn to be more specific. So for podcast listeners... I forgot at the moment who I was talking to. (laughs) So... For podcast listeners, you won't be able to see this. My hands are covering naked boobs. My arms are tucked to my side, as they would be. She starts flapping them like a dang <laughs> chicken. Yeah. So finally, he stops laughing. He gets the voice. I don't even remember what you said, but I basically knew I had to move yes, my Yes, you had no other point. choice I mean, at that point. Yes, y'all, I could have safe worded, <laughs> but we, this was not that. Also, it was too funny. I was um, I was ready to be... I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard and tears were streaming down my face mm-hmm. and I had to pee really bad. And I was like... So, of course, I have done this to myself. If I had just not even covered, but if I had just That's moved right. my hands, this would have been a little tweak. Oh, no. This was like a pinch. You, that were, you were on your toes tap dancing. I was trying to rise up to meet the way he was pulling at my nipples. Like... To get a little closer so it wouldn't be so bad. Anybody who's ever been pinched in a sensitive spot, you might recognize that movement you make. Like, let me follow your hands as he's pulling away from my body. (laughs) And lesson learned, lesson learned. Also, I still thought it was funny. I still thought it was hilarious. Now, first of all, somebody is going to go, oh, and he didn't, but would normally. Somebody's going to call that bratty behavior. Now, here's what's hilarious. From my personal definition and how I view bratty behavior... I would not. <laughs> see if I can say this in a straight face. Yeah. Because I understand why somebody would call it bratty behavior. I understand why you would see it as bratty behavior. I also recognize that you treated it like bratty behavior from your perception, and I accepted that. I right. completely you accept did. that. But it's not bratty behavior to me. It <laughs> is because to me, to me, bratty behavior is a type of willful disobedience where I know this was willful disobedience (laughs) that for me, and this is only my personal definition of this. This is saying nothing about any other people who identify as brats. Um, that it has a negative connotation. Like if you had been like serious with me, like you were at the end when you were finally like, Mm. I'm done with this shit. I would never have drawn it out. It was both my playful side because we were laughing and it was it felt so good to laugh it, it like was, that. It was it good felt, for it was both of us. And what made it funny was that I am standing there trying to be so stoic and not show my laughter. I know and I love it. <laughs> I also take it as a personal challenge. If I can get him to laugh 
in spite of himself. <laughs> what I have learned about myself over the past probably year, I've started to figure it out. I love to make people laugh. I'm not a comedian by any stretch. I'm, you're never, I'm not that person. <laughs> but I lo- love to make people laugh. And then there are some probably some deep, deep issues I need to work on about why that is because it's about approval and, you know, mm. people liking me and blah, blah, blah. But I do, I love to make people laugh. And I love to make you laugh. And if you're laughing with me, one, you're not laughing at me. Two, you can't be mad at me. See, I told right. you there's some issues there. Mm. Um, and as long as he was laughing... This was a joke. This was a game we were playing. Now, I thought about it later. There was also an element of he has not exerted his dominance in really strong ways lately. A lot of different reasons for that. There's been a lot going on. Injuries, Mm -hmm. allergies, just stuff, right? And this was a very subconscious effort. I mean, I was not consciously aware of what I was doing. I was having a good time because we were laughing. And this was fun. And I was being silly. And I was being playful, which... In that vein of being an independent person who's in charge of a lot of things, for some of us, I know this is true for me, I don't always have a lot of time in my life or room in my life for silly playfulness. Like it just, shit's gotta get done and I got a to-do list. And so I'm not sitting there like cracking jokes all the time. I do more now because I'm in a good relationship and I'm in a good Mm -hmm. place in my life and you know, a lot of good things are going on for me. But my default is to get really, really serious when there's a lot going on. And so this was a playful moment, but it was also a subconscious effort to sort of push you to exert your dominance. And I think that sometimes independent people will do that. People of all types will do that. Some of us who are independent will go, oh, you're not going to do it. I don't need you. I'm out. But some of us will go, well, can I make you do it? Well, see, what it told me was... And it will push. What it told me because... Since you hurt your foot, mm-hmm. I have been taking care of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And last night's little uh, display told me, okay, she's healing. She's uh, <laughs> feeling much better now. She, she's feeling <laughs> much more herself, and I don't need to hold back anymore. I know, and you really did not hold back. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I just saw stars. It hurt so bad. I also recognized I had done it to myself. Like, there was no question about why this hurt so bad. Because if mm-hmm. I had just complied immediately, it would have been a little quick, little, 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 little tweak. Little tweak. Yep. No, no, I had to push and push and yeah. push. Um, and I think that that is also a thing that I have found in my personal experience. A lot of independent people will do. We will push. We'll mm-hmm. either push for what we want or we'll push for people to do the things they said they were going to do. When we stop pushing, you have fucked up. And just, <laughs> you just have, I don't even have a solution for you. When Remember I stopped. Houston, we have a problem. The last time I stopped yeah. pushing a person in my life, I divorced him six months later. <laughs> so I don't have yeah. a solution. But if you know you are with an independent person who's constantly striving and pushing things forward, they're pushing the relationship forward. They're pushing their career forward. They're pushing their life forward. They've got goals. They've got this. They've got that. They're they're working on stuff, right? We need to be told to have patience. That has been a hard lesson for me. It is still a hard lesson mm-hmm. for me. But even when we're trying to be patient or we're pretending we're trying to be patient, we're still in small ways pushing forward. The things yeah. we're trying to achieve, the things we want, the things we're, whatever, our goals are this, are that, our freaking to-do list that's never done. <laughs> and when we stop pushing, that's a sign. It doesn't mean it's not fixable, but it, it, if we don't want to push, from my personal point of view, I'm going to tell you what that means. It means I can do better by my damn self. And if you 
love or care for or crave or want to dominate or, you know what, even submit to an independent human being from my perspective, you have to be worthy of that. We need to be worthy of that regardless, regardless. I don't care if you're an independent person or not, if you consider yourself a go-getter or a high achiever or not, you're goal-oriented or you're not. Like, I don't care. We all need to prove that we are worthy of the person we wanna be with. And if you're not willing to prove you're worthy, there's the door. Have a nice life. I'm not here for you. But if you are looking at the person, go back to the first question, guys like, I like her, she's cool, but God, she's got this life and it's it's hard to make these connections. Mm-hmm. She's got a life without you. And yeah. you want her to make room for you on a level that also includes submission? You have to be worthy of it. Yeah. And you have to... You both have to be worthy of it. The other person has to be worthy of you too. Absolutely. And here's the thing. Once you get together, if you make that work, if you make that connection, you have to continue to be worthy of each other. But in in my personal experience and view on how what I need, that means that John Brownstone has to continue to work with me in what we're building, not just sit up on high and issue orders. That's not how this works. We're working mm-hmm. together. This is a partnership. Right. Um, and also he has to push me a little bit. And sometimes he has to push me in, in ways that hurt my nipples a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that yeah. because that's what works for us. You do not know that going in on day one. You don't. You figure this out over time, over some fails and some successes mm-hmm. and some shifts in your life where things have to be different than they were a year ago yeah um but if you can find that kind of happy groove of where this mostly works yeah we can always improve here and there we know we can mm-hmm. we don't do nearly enough kinky fuckery we don't near immerse ourselves into our ds dynamic nearly enough the way we'd like to um there are things that are, that are always there to be improved upon yes. but in general the way we relate to each other as two human beings as husband and wife as dom submissive as daddy dom baby girl that is in this really, this is in a place where we're both giving mm-hmm. at mostly the same effort most of the time. And so one, it's easier when one of us can't, one of us is laid up on the couch with her foot propped up. <laughs> the other one swoops in to take, to take care of that person in a way that conforms to our roles, our preferred roles and what that person needs. Um, like I said, if, we, if an independent human being stops pushing forward with you on something, you better figure out what you did mm-hmm. because that's the thing. We keep pushing forward on every part of our life, buying a house, having a happy marriage, raising kids, whatever the fuck this thing is online that we did, right? <laughs> because we're both pushing to the best of our abilities in accordance with our strengths Yeah, together. So you want an independent submissive? I think, I think it's perfectly good to want an independent submissive. You're going to get... Mm-hmm. You're going to get some interesting things in your life if you've got a person who doesn't need you and wants you. Yeah. I mean, and I want everybody to feel that way. I want everybody to understand their own worth in life so that you can say to yourself, I don't really consider myself an overly independent person, but you know what? I don't need you. I want you here. Mm -hmm. And then what you do is you continue to be a person that they want there until it does not work for you mutually or not anymore. Okay relationships Mm. end that happens but that's 
I had a lot of thoughts on you this did. topic. You did. You did. Wow. And a lot of ramps. Mm-hmm. Wow. So on that note, though. Wow. Yeah. Are we good? Uh, I... I could keep going, but I'm not gonna, and we'll do a bonus section. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I didn't know I had so many thoughts, and I'm sorry that every other word was a disclaimer. <laughs> like, sometimes I get annoyed with myself that I'm constantly going, no, no, this is what I mean, because I don't want to be misunderstood. Oh, oh, too much coffee. It's coming back Uh-oh. up. Okay, okay, so thank you, everybody. I want to do a quick Patreon shout out. Yes you've made it to this uh, part of the episode mm-hmm. cdc who i saw in the live stream comments sir and her 78 chris, chris and B. B. thank you thank you thank you thank mm-hmm. you to all of our patrons uh you can become a kinky patron too at patreon.com slash kayla lords okay mm. okay we're gonna do a bonus section now i'm gonna try and get my heart rate back down to where it yeah. needs to be <laughs> all right so are we good okay i think so think so i, I feel i feel kind of good about this episode yeah I'll talk about what that what I mean by that when we're in the bonus section. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. In the meantime. Okay. Keep, keep it kinky, kinky, y'all, and we'll see you next week. Can I talk to the crickets, Daddy? Please and thank you. Go ahead, baby girl. Go! Yay! Okay, so. Well, I said I felt really good about this episode. What I mean yeah. by that? There are some weeks we do our thing, we do our thing, we do our thing. We turn off everything and I go, oh my God, that sucked so bad. What were we doing? Or I go, I think that was okay. I think that was okay. And then in the middle of the night, <clears throat> I wake up and I go, did we make any sense to anybody? Did we actually <laughs> help anybody? And it is usually the episodes I feel like the most, like, freaked out about they get the best response and the episodes i feel the best about no response so i feel i i feel like i always feel good when i have strong opinions Mm -hmm. i always worry that i have like pissed somebody off i didn't mean to piss off so sometimes i'm like yeah i mean to piss you off i'm saying something because it's gonna make somebody mad and they need to be mad oh you poor thing you have to stand up don't you yeah Yeah, fireside chats hurt our everything my tired Um, old back so I I want to piss off that shitty human being that thinks they have to put in minimal effort to get somebody to submit to them. Like I really want to make those people mad, but I don't want to make everybody else mad. Um. So yes, CDC in the live chats like disclaiming your disclaimers. Yes. I I really would like to be a person who goes, look, you know what I mean. I'm just gonna say it, and I I'm not there yet. I'm not. Um, so bonus section, what is there to talk about? I mentioned this, um, live streamers would have probably already heard this. My ankle is better. I will not whine about any more. It still hurts, but I'm not whining about it. My foot looks like a foot again, except for the bruising. So that's good. Um, what else? Uh, I traded favors with, uh, John Brownstone. He went and ran an errand and I gave him a blowjob and I have no regrets. Like there is something to be said about having to get stuff done in a relationship by trading sexual favors. I did that in my first marriage. You see, that was my first marriage. Um, But that was different. (laughs) It was a coercive kind of thing that was kind of gross and creepy. This was fun and playful. Like, please, do you mind? This would be wonderful also. I'll suck your cock. Um, and that worked well. That worked very well. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, let's see. 
Yeah, no. Do you have anything going on? Is there um, anything I meant to talk about that I forgot? Yeah, give me a second. Okay. Uh, podcast listeners, he is across the room. Um, am I using a brace for my ankle? I was. Um, and then it was aggravating more than anything. I took it off and then the swelling started to go down. I am wearing for right now, I'm trying to remember to wear um, more stable, solid shoes like my sneakers that have like a real thick sole and are like really structured around my ankle. Uh, I'm not doing great at that but I'm mm-hmm. doing okay. And um, I was keeping it iced for you. Yeah, well, at the, the very beginning. The beginning, yep. Yeah. yeah, but now I'm mostly just like trying to remember to walk normally and loosen up the muscles, yeah. The muscles and the tendons and the ligaments and all that. Yep. So what was your thing? Um, I'm going to be spending the night away from home. <gasps> That's right, I forgot. Yeah. I know, with one of the kids and I'm going to have the other kid. Yeah. This is weird. I know. Um, I'm doing a show this weekend, a craft show. And um, it, it's back near where we used to live. And I've always enjoyed this show. It's been a good show, a lot of people, and, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a good, good thing. I enjoy it. And I decided to go ahead and do it this year. Well, I, I got the information at the beginning of last week. Setup begins at 6 a.m. It's over an hour away. Close hour to and two, a half to two hours uh, yeah. drive, yeah. Yeah. So I um, decided going to be spending the night <laughs> close to home. We're going to use some reward points that we yeah. would have used to go to London, except we're not going to London. We're going to use some of our reward points on the credit card to get a hotel yeah. for, for the two guys. Mm-hmm. And that way nobody is getting up at three o'clock in the morning no, to be anywhere no, by no, six no, o'clock no, no, in the morning. No. This is not happening. So yeah, you're going to be gone Friday night. Yeah. And you know, here's what's sad. Like, might I do? I know there's gonna there's <laughs> gonna be bite squad deliveries for me and the youngest to have dinner. I know this. I know this. It's, he knew this. It's fine. But I could be like, I'm gonna read my book. I'm gonna watch Netflix. I'm gonna cross stitch because I would like to please get back into doing something. No, I've already got plans of how I'm gonna clean the house because and probably write a few blog posts because I, I I have issues. I have clear issues. <laughs> With relaxing, with yes. not being in motion. <laughs> there are times I have to tell you to stop and... I know. The, you know, the closest you and I probably get to, we don't argue, not really. I mean, a couple times. I mean, we've talked before. We argue, but we don't argue on a regular basis. The closest no. times we, The closest we get to being really annoyed with one another is when you're like, are you ever going to stop for the night? And you're annoyed because I'm like still working at, you know, eight o'clock at night. And I then get annoyed because I'm like, you... If, this is stressful. <laughs> if I do it tonight, I don't have to do it tomorrow. But the to-do list never ends. Mm-mm. That's it just the reality. It, it honestly doesn't. The to-do list never ends. So, so but yeah, you've got... Other, other than that, for me, yeah, no, I'm, I've not got a lot going on. Um, mm-hmm. I have, well, in, in shop-wise, I've been playing with some stuff. You have. You've been making more stuff, and you got yeah. more ideas. And, mm-hmm. 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 So, there's that, and... Uh, yeah, just just trying to get through, and uh, we're already planning our Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah just... we got to figure out yeah Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean we're just we're we're just here. We we yeah, are trucking along, planning some stuff for the future, like mm-hmm. show stuff, YouTube stuff blog stuff, Patreon stuff, and <laughs> I've got I'm in some conversations with some brands 
and we're recording several uh, product review videos. Yes. Like there's, just, there's a lot going on on that end of things. Uh-huh. Uh, plus, I got some stuff I'm doing with, with other people. Like, uh, Yeah, we, no we've got some really good stuff, stuff coming up with that, with we, the reviews. We do. Yeah. Oh, um, proud, proud band mom, 14-year-old one, had his last marching competition of the season last Saturday. Uh-huh. I spent most of my day there watching bands. Watching good bands, watching bad bands. <laughs> One band was teeny tiny, like maybe 20 people on the field. And they brought me to tears. Not because they were like amazing, but because you could, you knew that for those 20 people out there to be putting on their show and doing their music, there was like serious heart to it. Like yeah. they have a love for it. Because you don't get 20 people when you know every other band's got like 50, 60, 200 people. To be there mm-hmm. unless they love it. And I just boohooed while while watching them because yeah. I'm a dork like that. Um, and we signed, because he wants them, he asked for them. We signed the 14-year-old up for music lessons, huh? both trumpet and euphonium. And if you know what a euphonium is, you are a band geek. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Um, and yeah, we also rented an instrument that is so large that he will keep it at home and use the school's instrument at school. He's like, I'm not carrying this thing back. And forth. <laughs> That's a euphonium. Um, yeah, so a lot of band parents stuff. Oh, and we've got, y'all, we got vanilla t shirts that we can wear out in public. And mine says band mom. Mm-hmm. And yours says band, band dad. dad. Mm-hmm. The little one refused to get one that said like band kid or band brother. Like he was like, mom, I'm not wearing, I'm not yeah. wearing a fucking shirt. Um, well, he didn't say fucking, but that was his dude. Cause he's my kid. He was like, I'm not doing that. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> CDC asked a question. Oh, I see. Have we ever been approached to do a product review that really weirded us out? Yes. On several occasions, actually. The product itself does not immediately come to mind. It's because it's been a while. Um, We, I personally, for sure, have learned to be a lot pickier about product reviews than I used to. We have. um, You know, we we try to do reviews with companies that um, not only that we like, but that we kind of build a community just like we have a community with with our listeners you know we we'd like to have that same type of feeling with the people that we we work with as far as doing product reviews yeah i want to be able to email you and go ha this thing happened what do you think well you know like not casual not 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 business related but i want to be able to have that kind of casual i can i can just ask you my question mm-hmm. and i don't have to like put my grown-up voice on to do it you know if i have 20 exclamation points in that email to you you forgive me you know me it's fine yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and i have that with a few companies and i'm developing that with we have one company that we are partnering with that i cannot wait for the review i know but we have to actually make time to try the products first exactly it involves some electricity it involves some bondage uh-huh. i think it'll be amazing but yeah so we're doing stuff like that and then of course i worry like, hmm. are we becoming too mercenary? Are we going to let down, you know, are we going to like become so focused on that that we forget to like actually be helpful and of service well, and, I, I and think that offer I, value? My feeling about it is, you know, we, we just don't throw stuff out there willy nilly, yeah. um, you know, be, because of who we are and, and the people that follow us. You know, we we want to do things with with stuff that are relevant 
And that we genuinely like. To the lifestyle and that we generally genuinely like and And that the is, company doesn't give us a like a skeezy feeling. No. I, I you like, know, mm. stuff that is 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 good, that is decent. Right. Um, you know that's that's something that through most of my life I, I would rather with anything that I did, whether you know it was years ago in my lawn business or or whatever it is, I, I want stuff that's quality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was a time and early days I didn't I knew that, but I didn't follow that, and now I think we follow that. Yeah. 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 We we've kind of kind of come around to that, mm -hmm. and I I think that's um, you know. Oh, coffee spoons, coffee scoops. So um. let, let me preface this. Let me preface this. In our last YouTube video, uh, John Brownstone vlog, yes. showed off his cold brew recipe, and we vlogged about our basically how DS and our uh, coffee and our DS go together. Also, I uh, yeah. showed whoever wants to see how much heavy cream we have <laughs> and how many coffee things we have. Anyway. So in that, I was scooping out grounds of coffee and I used um, the uh, special made coffee scoop that you made. That I made. Like mm -hmm. the, the scoop part is a, a thing you buy and then the handle is wood and he turned it and it's beautiful and it is beautiful. Right. Um, and so now a few people, including CDC, have um, asked, will there be any available to buy? And so I'm going to ask the wood dom. Will there be any available to buy for Christmas? I, I believe that there is a very, very strong possibility that there will be some, yes. So, and if you're like, what? YouTube, if, you're, if you are watching us on YouTube, that's right there. If you're a podcast listener, uh, just go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash lovingbdsm, and you can see it. Uh, vlogs make me kind of twitchy because I'm always like, I don't know if that's any good. I don't know what I'm doing. Also, we do all the vlogging on our iPhone. So there's that. <laughs> oh, you went for the people I, on I video yeah. on YouTube to actually mm -hmm. see it. I will try to take a picture of this and put it on Instagram yeah. for podcast listeners. But this is the... Uh, it's really... It's beautiful, but it's, yeah. you know... Okay, yeah. I have to see over there because it... So this this is it. Yes, this is the uh, coffee scoop that I made, and uh, it's. I know what I like. Uh, it's soft because of the mm -hmm. finish you put on it, and you. I don't know if it's like a natural talent you have, or um, you've. I you work very hard at what you do, but everything you make that's a handle always just for me fits really well in my hand. Like I never feel like it's too big or too small, or like I can barely hold it. It's like, I don't know. Do you use well, your own grip as the I, test? I, I kind of use my own grip to, to test. And, and, you know, this goes back to things I make with handles, bottle openers, the, the coffee scoop, um, the canes. Um, years ago, I did lawn maintenance here in Florida. You, you know, I've mm -hmm. talked about my, my business. And I did that for a good 15 years. And from running stick edgers, weed eaters, it takes a toll on your hands. Mm -hmm. And any more for me to grip small, tiny things in my hands, it's not that comfortable. So I look for things that fit comfortably in, in the hand. Gotcha. You know, so yeah, the handles may be a little bit bigger. And, and that's how I started making the canes. Um, I had a gentleman from 
uh, a munch years ago, uh, Clearwater munch that I used to tend to. Um, and I just recently learned that that, that person has passed. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, very first time I ever attended the Clearwater munch, he greeted me. We sat and, and, and talked and we became friends. And um, he introduced me to Delrin Keynes. Mm. And, and that was how I got my, my first cane. Most all the canes come with just like a rubber-tipped handle. Mm-hmm. All right? You're usually kind of small, too. Very, very, very small. Very difficult for me to hold in my hand and be comfortable. Hence the handles, handles gotcha. were born that I make. A question was asked, and podcast uh-huh. listeners might want to know, too. You've got the, the wooden coffee scoop the scoop itself is metal metal yes um but somebody's asked is a wooden coffee cup even a possibility um i know a decorative one would be right well potentially but not it, usable yes it is it is it would it could be yes would it have like a glass or plastic insert on no. the inside oh but it would be all wood it would be all wood um they do make a um um, food safe acrylic epoxy. Yeah, yeah, it, I it knew would the be finish an, it would, would be, be food safe. It would be an epoxy. Um, but would that stand up to holding liquid long term? Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay, so here's what I think. I think you need to like get away from you know pens and bowls and these beautiful things you make and just make coffee accessories. <laughs> I do know he's planning on making an acrylic. Pen acrylic is you know not wood in terms of the materials he uses that will have coffee beans in it. Yeah. And if I don't get one of those, I'm gonna be really mad. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, and and CDC that that's about what it is. Um, the the same thing with the bathtubs, and, and more specifically, what I've seen. Um, I follow a gentleman on on YouTube. Shocking. Um, who is a, a wood turner out in the north northwest, and he makes um, bathroom sinks out of wood. Out of wood. Oh wow! Okay. And okay. and I watched several of his videos, and and they are just absolutely beautiful. I would imagine they're basically works of art once you start turning they something are. that big. And and he and he seals them with with a, a an epoxy. Um, it's actually a rather lengthy process what he does to go through and seal them. Yeah. But but it's it's beautiful, and the same principle can be applied to um, coffee cups. So Just do a need a food safe, but there there's a, a process in there that, and I think I have a way to overcome it. I used to build fishing rods, and. You epoxy the thread for the guides on the fishing rod, and the way you do that so that the epoxy um, goes on smooth without running off is you have a very slow turning motor that rotates the rod and keeps the the epoxy from running Mm. as it hardens. And I think I could apply a similar principle to coffee cups. Y'all heard it here first, y'all. It's not just kinky fuckery. It's not just weapons of mass destruction. It's all your coffee supplies minus the actual coffee. 
Well, it is our love language. <laughs> yes. As yes. is money. So <laughs> um, I'd like to combine the two. I'm here for that. Right, right. I like money. I think money's great. And, um, and, <laughs> and my my while my shop at current time is bigger than what I used to have I know, at the you condo. Need more space. You need I more space. still need more dedicated space for my toys. Well, we have a master plan. We do. Um early next early 2020 yeah certainly sometime february and later we will be looking to buy a house mm -hmm. uh real estate the, the realtor.com app is my porn these days <laughs> um i don't go on very often but when i do i'm like let me look at houses um we shall see what comes of that. Yeah. That will be very stressful, by the way, mm -hmm. but it's, it'll be worth it. It's what we've been working towards. The ni nice thing is it'll be a short move yeah. this time. Moving in the same town. Moving in the same town and hopefully um, even within the same part of town. Well, it'll have to be the same part of town because it's all about school zones because I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not here to stress myself out about whether I can get waivers or any of that yeah. stuff for the, the kids. We're just going to stay in the school zones. These are the schools right, we like. Right. Um, and... Um, so we'll have to do that. And then we are thinking it'll probably be a house that needs some love and work and attention paid to it. It will mm -hmm. not be completely move-in ready. So then there will be the time spent getting it to where we're happy with it, yeah. which will include whatever a shop setup will need. Yes. And then we'll be in. And then I, I will probably look at one another and go, well, we achieved this three-year-long goal. What are we going to do what? now? <laughs> What's next? We're going to take over the world. No, we're not. Wow. <laughs> so am I pinky same or the brain we, in this? Same thing we do every night. <laughs> so which one am I? My well, pink, I'm well, probably pinky. <laughs> That's probably true. The coffee dom. Pam, oh, that is all right. The coffee the dom. The coffee dom. You should be the coffee dom. Okay, so <laughs> we have talked forever. And we love those yeah. of you who have stayed here with us to, through to the bitter, bitter end. Oh my I, goodness, over an hour and a half. And that's on the podcast audio. Look yeah, at I know. look at the video. Oh my, yeah. Runtime. Wow. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wor I worry too much just in general, but I always worry. Oh my gosh, who should we be doing this? Should we have these like chit chat moments? And then I realized that some of y'all are able to stay, and you talk yeah. to us, or you listen, and you talk to me on social media later. About what you heard in the bonus section. And you know what? I gotta like stop fucking worrying about what somebody who's new and doesn't know us might think. As long as the people who do know us are like, no, 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 I'm here for this. I'm here for this one. I can mm -hmm. be here for this. This is fine. Um, I have that way too many anxieties. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I am, as always, very happy that... Mm -hmm. Y'all can be with us. And yes, yes, Jennifer in the live stream chat is like, pal, that means we're at the end. We are. We still yeah. have to record another video. I got to go to the library. I got to pick up a kid soon. Yeah. Yeah. Those kids, they keep just wanting to come home and live here. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Um, yeah. So it's, I didn't, I knew I had thoughts and opinions on this week's topic. I did not know they were that strong. <laughs> I think it's because I so heavily identify with, yeah, with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we love you guys. We do. Thank you for and, everything. And you know, we're we're always happy to see you here. You know, whether with the messages we get on on 
email FET or you know you whatever. You can't even list all the places we can no, message. No, no, I can't even keep up with all the places we can message. But, you know, all 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 the messages that we get everywhere from the people that listen to the podcast, the the interaction of everybody here in the the live chat mm-hmm. for the the live stream. You know, it's yeah. it's it's wonderful. Yeah, and and that and those moments when we both look at each other and go, "What the hell are we even doing?" It is that <laughs> stuff that keeps us it going. Is. I promise you, because I, I keep saying it because it's true. Without y'all, we are just two people talking to the internet, like t- talking to ourselves on the internet. That's just what we are. Blathering in the aether, and I'm clearly <laughs> capable of it. Yeah. Don't need um. <laughs> Uh, much encouragement for it, quite frankly. Um, yeah. But no. All right. I'm dragging this out and I don't need to drag it out. I right. love you guys. Thank you so much Thanks. for listening, for watching, for commenting, for liking, for reviewing, for, for all the things joining that us you in general. do, for everything you do. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you so much. That means we have to go now, right? Yes. Bye. Bye.